0: For more than two decades, the Gardaí have been investigating the Kinnahan cartel. British and Spanish authorities have also been involved over the years. But this week, the
1: investigation went global. So we got the first inkling what was going to happen late on Monday night when the Americans, the US Treasury Department, put out a release saying that they were placing uh, seven people from the Kinnahan Organised Crime Group on a sanctions list in the US and they were also placing three companies that were linked to some of these men on that list as well.
0: Then at a joint press conference by Irish, American and British law enforcement on Tuesday, the US ambassador to Ireland, Claire Cronin, made this announcement. The United States Department of State is pleased to announce a reward of up to five million dollars for information leading to the financial disruption of the KTCO or the arrest and convictions of its leaders, Christopher Vincent Kinahan, Daniel Joseph Kinahan, and Christopher Kinahan Jr. The Kinahans have built a billion-euro empire out of drugs and firearms trafficking. Daniel Kinahan has established himself as a leading player in the business of boxing promotion. But this dramatic intervention by the United States means that everywhere the Kinehans try to do business, red flags will appear. They will find it harder to travel, to communicate and ultimately, the authorities
1: hope, to evade justice. I think the Kinahans will fall, I have to say. I do think they will. Certainly, I think one or two of them will will end up in jail.
0: This is In the News from the Irish Times. I'm Jennifer Ryan, standing in for Conor and Sirica. Today... Will financial sanctions bring down the Kinnan cartel? Conor Lally, you are the Irish Times security and crime editor and you've been writing about the Kinnans for many years now. The US has put up rewards totalling $15 million for information leading to the arrest of three leading Kinnan cartel members. Who are these men?
1: Yeah, so Christopher Kinahan Senior is, you know, founded the gang, um, and then his sons Daniel Kinahan and Christopher Junior are the ones that run the uh, Kinahan Cartel now. I mean, we've had evidence in various uh, Criminal Assets Bureau court cases, and the evidence from CAB to the High Court has always been that Daniel Kinahan and Christopher Junior are, you know, have kind of taken over the gang from their father. So their father is a kind of an interesting character. You know, he was very active in the drugs trade. He was one of the first people to be convicted in a high-profile uh, drugs case involving co- uh, cocaine back in the 90s here in Ireland. And he did various terms of imprisonment here in Ireland. The last term of imprisonment that he did before he went away to Spain was for check fraud. Now, when he got out of jail in Ireland, he didn't hang around here. He could see that the climate was changing the Criminal Assets Bureau had been introduced several years, and the first really high-profile cases by the Bureau had gone through the courts at that stage. So obviously, Christy Kinnan could see that if you hung around Ireland, there was a new regime, and you know, that involved just you know, taking your wealth off you, basically. So he left Ireland for Spain, and he was based in southern Spain for a long time. And basically, he set himself up there as a drugs wholesaler. He would source large quantities of drugs from, you know, suppliers throughout Europe and then in South America. And then he would sell them on to smaller criminal gangs. And his main market for a long time was the Irish market. So really, as the Celtic Tiger boomed here in Ireland, drug taking really took off. And Kinhan was the main supplier of that and got very rich during that period. As the Irish market went well for him, he then expanded into other markets, particularly the UK, and he just became this massive drugs wholesaler. Now based on the Costa del Sol, Kinnahan has built one of the top criminal empires in Europe. He speaks four languages, has two university degrees, and flies across the continent by helicopter. There was a change in the dynamic then. In the early years, he had proven quite successful in Spain at like keeping his head down. He didn't get involved in you know, gangland feuds and so on. But then as the drugs market took off in Ireland, a lot more younger men here got involved in the drugs trade and began working for the Kennehan cartel. And they would hang out in Spain, uh, you know, with cartel people over there as well. And really what happened was there were some internal disputes within the cartel and the cartel shot dead its first few people, both in Spain and in Ireland. And from that point, they really became more of a priority uh, for both the Spanish authorities and the Irish authorities. So I suppose the first effort that was put in by the Irish and the Spanish authorities, okay, it yielded some results, but didn't get a huge amount of success. Then we move into the next phase of the cartel, and that is really when they fell out with a young criminal from Dublin called Gary Hutch. Gary Hutch, in 2015, tried to shoot dead Daniel Kinehan in Spain. He botched that shooting, and in revenge, the Kinehans shot him dead.
0: The say they're concerned about the possibility of retaliation after the murder of the gangland
1: criminal Gary Hutch. That then gave rise to the Kinnan-Hutch feud. Gunmen armed with assault rifles burst in and opened fire. And we all know about the attack that took place in the Regency Hotel in Whitehall in Dublin. People fled in terror, children as young as five screaming for their lives. There was a major effort by a group of men to shoot Daniel Kinnan dead. From that point on, the Kinnan-Hutch feud exploded. They are investigating the discovery of a body in County Kildare.
0: Gordie say the man was shot a number of times by a gunman on Bridgefoot Street this afternoon.
1: The gang really became public enemy number one in Ireland for the guards.
0: And Assistant Commissioner John O'Driscoll, who has led the Garda's fight against the Kinhans and their associates, he said the cartel had generated about a billion euro of by leaving addiction and violence in its wake. What kind of impact have their activities had on communities in this country?
1: I mean, drugs have really been all over Ireland for, you know, for, for a very long time. It's not a new story, the fact that, you know, drug use has spread into all corners of Ireland. But what I really notice now is over the last kind of 10, you know, five or 10 years, it's that even in very small villages, you know, little townlands or villages all over the country, there can be very large seizures of drugs, very large seizures of cash from drug dealers. So the sheer volume of drugs that have flowed into Ireland over the last 10 to 15 years, I'd say that's the legacy really of the Kinnaghan cartel alongside that then, because you need an awful lot of players on the ground, an awful lot of, you know, mid-ranking drug dealers on the ground in Ireland to to simply shift the kind of quantity of drugs that the Kennehan's have imported into Ireland, you have basically built medium-sized criminal organisations all over the country, the vast majority of whom are armed. And once they become wealthy, they are a major problem for local Gardaí to deal with. So, it has really, the Kinahan cartel and the money that their drugs have brought into Ireland, the money that they've brought in for gangland criminals has really made gangland crime strong here. And, you know, that that's a very, very big problem because these gangs, they tend to terrorise the people who owe the money. They will shoot people dead without too much thought, but they also carry out kind of, you know, more low-level crime that we don't hear about, and that is mostly attacking people's homes, attacking people's parents' homes, and so on, um, when people owe money for drugs and they haven't pa- uh, paid up. So I w- I'd kind of argue that the, that the activity of the Kinahans has just made that particular subculture very strong in Ireland.
0: For years, they have used intimidation, influence, and money to destroy towns by pouring drugs into the impoverished streets. They prey and profit from the addicted while living lavish lifestyles in Dubai. Tuesday's announcement came off the back of a six-year international investigation into the activities of the Canaan cartel. Did you learn much about how this investigation unfolded?
1: We've known a lot about the British and Irish Inquiry. So really what you've had since... Since the kinahan hutch feud began, there have been very significant inquiries into Irish-based cartel members and also cartel people in the UK. And the guards have pretty much wiped out the Irish wing of the kinahan cartel. The British police force have done more or less the same job in relation to the cartel over in the UK. So I suppose there was a sense that the investigations in Britain and Ireland had kind of gone about as far as they could. And then the big problem was the leadership of the cartel. You know that a- apex of it is in Dubai, and the end game here is really not gonna, Is really not about getting Christopher Kinahan uh, Junior or Senior or Daniel Kinahan back to Ireland to go on trial. I think the end game here is now um, the Brits and the Irish have basically got the Americans on side, and now they are very hopeful that the Kinahans will end up on trial in the US. I'm proud to be here today to make clear to the world our shared goals and values, that drug trafficking, money laundering, fraud, murder and extortion have no place in our countries.
0: If we look at the details of the sanctions announced on Tuesday, how do you think the activities of the Kennehan crime gang, legitimate or otherwise, will be impacted by them?
1: What the sanctions do is they basically shut... Christy Kinahan, who founded the cartel, Daniel Kinahan, who's his oldest son, and Christopher Kinahan Jr., who's the youngest son. They basically shut those three people and four of their associates out of things like you know the US banking sector. They can't deal with any person or any company in the US. If any person or company in the US becomes aware that the Kinahans have you know uh, assets there, or they're, you know, trying to carry out, you know, trade there, they have to report that to the US authorities. So the trade can be blocked, and the assets can be seized. So they're completely shut out of America in any banking or commercial sense. Now, that's going to be a big blow for them. One of the big problems with the Kenan cartel is, is trying to launder all the money. And they have done that um, through this vast global network of bank transfers, property transactions, buying companies, owning parts of companies, and so on. And a lot of that um, has used banks and other companies in the US. And that has really persuaded the US authorities to join the guards and the um, you know police forces from the the, the uk in the investigation into the Kinahan cartel so that avenue of using u.s banks and various other infrastructure to launder cash that's gone um and if we try and project forward a little bit if the kinahans are to be caught that's probably how they're going to be caught it'll be the white collar laundering of the money particularly in the in the u.s that will basically trip them up and the you know U.S. law enforcement has a long tradition of going after people in, in in that way. If they can't catch you for the murders or the drugs, they'll catch you for you know the unpaid taxes or the money laundering.
0: Daniel Kinahan has also become a well-known figure in boxing circles. He is a co-founder of the MTK Global Agency, which represents a number of boxing's top fighters including Tyson Fury.
1: Hello there. I'm just after getting off the phone with Daniel Kinahan. He's just informed me that the biggest fight in British boxing history has just been agreed.
0: Get up there, my boy! Kinahan says he cut ties with MTK Global in 2017, but he is still associated with boxing. How do you think that world will respond to what's happened this week?
1: Yeah, you know, the boxing game is a kind of an interesting one. It's always been full of shady characters. It has traditionally been an environment where, you know, a lot of people involved in it don't care where the cash comes from to pay for the sport as long as there's, you know, plenty of money. And I think probably up until now, what Daniel Kinahan has been quite successful at is... The negative story about him that has reached the sport has kind of come from the Irish media and the Irish police force. And Ireland is a relatively small country. And I think probably for the US media and US boxing interests and also British boxing interests, it's been easy to brush off. It's been very easy to uh, brush off what the Irish media and the Irish police force says because we're a very small country. Um, they won't be able to brush off what US law enforcement says. They are just a far larger animal. Their influence is much bigger. Um, and the fact now that US law enforcement is really bearing down on Daniel Kinahan, I don't think boxing will be able to ignore that the way it was able to ignore the Irish police force and the Irish media. Um, and I think Daniel Kennan is probably at a stage now where, you know, whereby... Once one or two very powerful people in the sport kind of back away from him or cut cut ties from him, the whole house of cards could fall. As of today, the Kenahan Transnational Criminal Organization joins the ranks of Italy's Camorra, Mexico's Los Zetas, Japan's Yakuza and Russia's Thieves-in-Law.
0: US officials say the Kinnahan OCG joins the ranks of the Yakuza, Gamora and Russian Mafia in in their view. Do you think the Kinahan cartel or elements of it might have enjoyed that comparison?
1: Yeah, I thought that was a very interesting line coming out of the last couple of days, you know, um, and it really shows the approach that the Americans say that they're going to take to the leadership of the Kinnaghan cartel. And that is very bad news for the. Uh, the leadership of that of that cartel. Um, would they in, I mean some of these guys enjoy the kind of you know negative glamour that goes with being compared to very infamous and very powerful cartels in South America and Asia and, you know, all the rest of it. Um but I suspect that the people who were involved in the Irish wing of the of the of the Kenan cartel would be flattered by that comparison a little bit more than the leadership of the cartel that's now based in Dubai. Um, And the reason for that is Daniel Kinhan in particular is making great strides to kind of, you know, transfer over from the world of organized crime into pro boxing. He wants to be the main power broker in that particular sport. He wants to be accepted by the sport. He wants to wash his image in that sport. And he's made great efforts to do that, um we've seen a lot of, you know, very orchestrated things that he's done. He's got people like Tyson Fury to kind of, you know, praise him on social media. Um, he's done all kinds of things. And he really, he really wants to be the public face, the main power broker in the sport globally at the very top of the sport. So. The comparison that was made this week between the Kinahan cartel and, you know, is essentially the main mafias all over the world that you know the US authorities have dealt with and um, that comparison won't do Daniel Kinnail any favors and I think it was such a kind of a snappy and powerful quote that he, it will follow him around everywhere and he won't enjoy that comparison and I think it will probably between that comparison and the five million dollar reward being offered for information on him I think those two things combined Um, are nails in the coffin for him really particularly for his involvement in pro boxing now he may remain involved in the background unofficially in the shadows but the idea that he'd have any you know on the record formal role um, I think that has to be gone now
0: and going back to the three five million dollar rewards for information leading to the arrest or financial disruption relating to the activities of the Kinnahan gang, how significant a move is this? Do you think it's it's likely that someone close to them could betray them for this kind of cash?
1: I mean, I certainly think they could. Daniel Kinnan's profile is very high. He's made a lot of enemies, uh, both in the boxing world and, and in organised crime. Having said that, the cartel is very powerful, and when it has been crossed by people in the past, the outcome for those people hasn't been good. I mean, a lot of them have ended up dead. So I think somebody who had information that could put them behind bars might be tempted by the money, but they would also be concerned, you know, for fairly obvious reasons. I I just have a feeling I always thought that American involvement was required in order to catch these three guys. I always thought if they were ever going to end up in trial, it would be in the U.S., I think at least some of them will go on trial in America. Um, and I highly suspect that somebody from within their own organization will give information to help that process. Um, it's very hard to be certain about that. But I just think the events of the last week are a major turning point And I think the Kinahans will fall. I have to say, I do think they will. Certainly, I think one or two of them will, will end up in jail.
0: But how will the Kinahan gang react? What do you think their next
1: move is? God, it's a very good question. Their world has definitely become smaller, that's for sure. I think they would be very wary of, you know, traveling anywhere now. I mean, they're in a position now where they can't even use a visa card or they can't even travel on a US airline. Their world has definitely become a lot smaller. Um, The Americans are now breathing down their necks. And I think what may happen is you may have splits within the camp. When I look at this over a long period of time, I think Daniel Kinahan's involvement in pro boxing has drawn a lot of attention onto the whole cartel. His father and Christopher Kinahan Jr. have much lower profiles. I can't help but think if Daniel Kinahan had a lower profile, the Americans mightn't be involved uh, right now as they are. His stepping up to the higher echelons of pro boxing is really something that international law enforcement can't let happen, cannot let continue. And so you may have a split within the cartel. Generally what happens with these things is once there's a sense that somebody powerful in an organised crime context is about to fall, uh, the people around them turn on them very quickly. So I don't exactly think the cartel will implode, but... I think some people within the organisation, certainly people who have access to information, may come forward to the police um, and give that information. I mean, it is hard to see that happening right now, but as things unwind a little bit for the cartel, I think their power will slip a lot quicker than they expect.
0: That's it for today. This episode was produced by Declan Conlon. In the News we will be back after Easter.